Hello again and welcome to another devotional in the Psalms. Today it's Psalm 10 and I've called this the desire of the afflicted. Although one commentator titles this a prayer in the dark, that is a good title. I think there are two things that challenge us as Christians so often. The way things seem and the way that they actually are. Or the world we live in and the kingdom that we're invited into by Jesus. The dark and the light. Listen to this psalm, this prayer in the dark, and I'm reading from the New International Version. Psalm 10. Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourselves in times of trouble? In his arrogance, the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the schemes he devises. He boasts about the cravings of his heart. He blesses the greedy and reviles the Lord. In his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. His ways are always prosperous. Your laws are rejected by him. He sneers at all his enemies. He says to himself, nothing will ever shake me. He swears, no one will ever do me harm. His mouth is full of lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. He lies in wait near the villages. From ambush he murders the innocent. His eyes watch in secret for his victims. Like a lion in cover, he lies in wait. He lies in wait to catch the helpless. He catches the helpless and drags them off in his net. His victims are crushed. They collapse. They fall under his strength. He says to himself, God will never notice. He covers his face and never sees. Arise, Lord, lift up your hand, O God. Do not forget the helpless. Why does the wicked man revile God? Why does he say to himself, he won't call me to account? But you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked man. Call the evildoer to account for his wickedness that would not otherwise be found out. The Lord is king for ever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. You, Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed, so that mere earthly mortals will never again strike terror. Much of this psalm that we've listened to deals with with the wicked person, with uh, wickedness, with uh, arrogance, with pride, with with lies and with threats or murder and, and reviling God. His mouth, verse 7 says, is full of lies and threats. Trouble and evil are under his tongue. And the psalmist is very concerned about what he sees going on around him and when we read something a psalm like this uh, we can be tend to think so much of of the world in which we live in there's so much bad news there are wars there are people being stalked and murdered there are children being abused there are a a hundred and a million terrible things that are happening in our world right at this time and it can feel like god is is remote that he's standing at a distance from these things almost 
It can seem like, but it's not the truth. Listen to verse 14. But you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. And as we go on into verse 17, it says, You, Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry, defending the fatherless and the oppressed so that mere earthly mortals will never again strike terror. This is the psalmist's perspective when he looks to his God. What is our perspective when we look at our world and when we look at our God? See, Jesus calls Satan the thief. The thief who comes to steal, kill and destroy. There is an enemy of our soul. There is an enemy who comes. There's an enemy rampant in the world, the New Testament tells us. To steal, to kill, to destroy. To steal joy to destroy hope to kill literally and spiritually physically and spiritually peter calls in 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 his first letter chapter five he calls the devil a roaring lion looking for someone that he can devour a roaring lion is this the way things are or is there more Let's go back to this psalm, because in verse 16, the psalmist says this. And remember the context that it's coming in. All, all, all of these wicked people, all of this terrible uh, stuff that's happening in his world. Victims being crushed and lies being told and people being hurt and abused and damaged. He says this, the Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land what is he saying he's saying the lord is king that is clear and he's king forever and ever he's not missed what is going on god knows exactly what is happening in our world and when he says the nations will perish from his land does that mean that he's going to eradicate all these bad people one day and 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 we'll be able to live in peace Uh, no there is a bigger truth than that his land the nations will perish from his land there will never be sin damage hurt abuse stealing murder in fact there will never be tears in his land revelation tells us god will wipe away every last tear from our eyes and then in heaven when we are face to face with our savior face to face with our heavenly father there will be no more crying. That's the truth. And that is what we look to. And that is what we hope for. Yes, the world is a, is, is a difficult place in which to live. There are many terrible things that are going on. But that is not the end of the matter. It is crucial for you and for me as Christians today. That we keep looking at how things are from God's perspective. How they are from an eternal perspective not just how they seem presently today so let's just pray that the holy spirit will help us to keep this perspective that this psalmist has yes we have our prayers in the dark 
Yes, sometimes we have something going on in our hearts and we feel afflicted by what we see around us or what we see in our own lives. But let's ask Holy Spirit right now for help. Holy Spirit, would you come and fill our hearts and our minds? Would you enable us to see things as God sees them? To know the truth that he is God and King forever and ever and in his presence. There is fullness of joy. May we know that in our hearts now, knowing that we will know it in greater fullness later. And in his presence, there will be no sin and there will be no sickness and there will be no tears and no crying because all of that will be dealt with. And in the meantime, Father, we pray, bring peace to our broken world in Jesus name. Amen.